Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Michael Moorcroft. Thank you for tuning into the Mage as Well, your 101 guide to all things witchcraft and spiritual. Welcome, mages. Thank you for tuning in to listen to this week's episode. On the menu is the full moon and some cheeky ideas and rituals that you can do. However, first I want to talk about the virus that is currently plaguing us. I want us to say, let's not stress about it, and I realise that this is easier said than done. But the thing is, stress and anxiety, they help weaken the immune system. Be prepared, but don't take more than you need. I am seeing the most ridiculous videos of people stockpiling and hoarding. Yes, it is a pandemic, but that doesn't mean it's an apocalypse. Italy is the worst affected European country. We can use them to predict how things are going to go and base our reactions off of them. So supermarkets and pharmacies in Italy, they're still open. So there is no need to stockpile and hoard. And it's easy to be kind and generous when the world is ticking along nicely. But in the face of a pandemic, that can be challenging. But this does not mean it's validation or airtime for racist or selfish thinking. We're part of a community and it's really time to act like it. Italy is in meltdown from the sheer number of cases from pneumonia. There isn't enough machines to help people breathe as it's developing quickly across all age brackets. So that is a very real problem, but what can we do about it? Now I am no medical practitioner, however these are the following herbs and steps that I will be taking. The herbs are massively beneficial to respiratory health and some help with pneumonia. These are lungwort, mullein, eucalyptus, hyssop, plantain, as in the herb not the fruit, and licorice. For my lymph, which is closely connected to the immune system, I'm trying to sweat more so I'm doing more exercise and I'm making sure that the deodorant I'm using is not an antiperspirant one. And I'm drinking nettle and cleaver tea which is good for the lymph. Avoiding mucus forming foods, stuff like milk would be a good shout, inhaling steam, especially lavender water, cutting back on cigarettes, diffusing peppermint and tea tree oils, these are all very easy and achievable things to do that are going to help with your respiratory system. 
Also, if you're going to use these herbs, please do your research. I know there's two of them that aren't suitable for those on low blood pressure medication. Now, self-quarantine is being recommended for a minimum of two weeks. Guys, we have time off from the rat race. Just let that sink in. How many of us say we hate our jobs and wish we had more time off? Here, we have it. And let's make it count. We have a huge opportunity here. This virus is making us question the systems we have in place, and if they're working. Globalism, capitalism, consumerism. These systems, they're no longer working. Let us use these two weeks to transform ourselves. It's two weeks to go inside and to reflect. What skills are you going to cultivate? What habits will you form? And what thought patterns will you develop? When you emerge from your quarantine, from your underworld, what light do you want to shine on the world? Look after your mental health during these two weeks. You'll be inside for most of them. Play music and dance, shake that ass, do yoga. Now is a wonderful time to start that meditation practice you've been meaning to get into. Read books that challenge and push your mind. Get some sun, even if that means sticking your head out of a window. Sun, you need sun to sleep. You need a certain amount of exposure to sunlight. And now is a wonderful time to connect to housemates, if you have any. They may be the only faces you see for two weeks. Schedule dinner with them, play board games. My friend is learning French while she's self-isolating. Shout out to Emma, you absolute trooper. If you want to start your own business, now is the time to plan and hash it out. Create and make art in whatever capacity you can. Use these two weeks to plant seeds. For me, I'm quite looking forward to the two weeks of isolation. Maybe I'm a freak. But I've found a shadow journal online that I'm going to be working through. And recently I read an article which, to summarise, said that just because we are ourselves doesn't necessarily mean that we know ourselves. And this intrigued me. So I did some research and I compiled a list of over 100 questions that I'm going to spend some time and write a response to each of them in my journal. This time has been gifted to us. Let's use it constructively and wisely. It's scary, but we'll get through this. Now, before I jump into the full moon, I'd actually like to start with a poem, and it's called A Hymn to the Moon by Lady Mary Wortley Montague. Thou silver deity of secret night, direct my footsteps through the woodland shade. Thou conscious witness of unknown delight, the lover's guardian, the muse's aid. By thy pale beams I solitary rove, to thee my tender grief confined. Serenely sweet you gild the silent grove, my friend, my goddess, and my guide. E'en thee, fair queen, from thy amazing height, the charms of young Enmidian drew, veiled with the mantle of concealing night, with all thy greatness and thy coldness too. The moon has been an object for veneration and worship for thousands of years. The moon is said to symbolise intuition and the subconsciousness. It is the closest astronomical body to us and has a powerful influence on us as spiritual bodies. The moon is classed as new in its position between the earth and sun, meaning it cannot be seen from the earth. It waxes to a full moon by creeping out from in front of the sun so it sits opposite to it. Once this happens it becomes fully illuminated, thus a full moon appears in our sky before carrying on its cycle, waning back into a new moon by sitting in front of the sun once again. This cycle takes around 28 days, and it's been linked to the menstrual cycle, which takes around 28 days as well. 
there are 13 moon cycles and 13 menstruations. Thus, the moon is heavily linked to female and feminine energies. In some ancient moon-worshipping societies, women would gather together on a new moon when menstruation began and offer their blood to the earth. Native American tribes built moon lodges for the menstruating women. The women would gather, rest, introspect, and dream in these lodges. It was at this time of the month, during a full moon, during menstruation, that the women had prophetic dreams about how to hunt and govern the tribe. There is a saying that the most effective way to destroy a village is to destroy its moon lodge. An interesting thought, considering that the West largely sees menstruation as an ugly and impure thing, and that of a curse. Menstrual blood within witchcraft is a very powerful and revered substance. The male equivalent is sweat, but not nearly as potent. Offering your menstrual blood during a full moon with an intention to heal the earth could be a very powerful ritual. Moon worship has taken place in almost every culture all over the world. The disappearance and appearance of the moon has associated it with the land of the dead, the place to which souls ascend after death, and the power of rebirth. Buddha supposedly gained his enlightenment on the night of a full moon, and there are many sacred festivals held under its mysterious glow. The moon is the Earth's only natural satellite. We don't know where the moon came from, and it's slowly moving away from us. In the early history of the Earth, the moon would have appeared three times bigger than it does today. The word lunacy and lunatic come from the Latin word lunaticus, which means moonstruck, and the Roman goddess of the moon was also called Luna. In 18th century England, people on trial for murder could appeal for lighter sentences on the ground of lunacy if the crime occurred under a full moon. And various mental institutions in Britain used to tie their patients down during certain lunar phases. Some theorised that mental illness and epilepsy increased during the full moon. Crime rates increase, as do car accidents. You're far more likely to be emotionally heightened during this moon phase. There's another study where a scientist attached a sensitive voltmeter to a tree and picked up a faint electrical force. However, at the time of a full moon, this force soared upwards on the scale. There are many songs within Native American culture of full moon raids and wars taking place due to the light it provides, and allies during World War II conducted many of their operations via the light from a full moon. The concept of werewolves transforming under a full moon comes from the Germanic paganism and mythology where men symbolically changed into a wolf on a full moon, and it was seen as initiation into a warrior class. REM sleep, the deepest level of sleep and the most restorative, is lessened during a full moon. A study even found that participants didn't even have to see or know about the moon in order to feel its effects. There's subtle shifts on energy that we're picking up on. While another study found that more people are admitted to A&E with animal bites on a full moon than any other night, and this study was over three years long. Air stewards report that passengers on aircraft flights are more difficult to handle and there are more incidences during this moon phase. There are some studies that have actively tried to disprove these statements. Some have proved inconclusive. Some have flat out debunked them. But there's still a part of me. There's still a part that likes to believe that there is this mysterious satellite in the sky, pulling subtle strings of energy and influencing our psyche and behaviour. And to me this makes sense. The moon has an impact on water. It controls our tides. And we're 60% water. With our hearts and brains being made up of 73% water. What is the moon doing to our deep and silent lakes within us? What waters is it stirring? My old yoga teacher used to tell us what was happening with the planets and with the moon. I'd find myself having a really rough day for whatever reason. I'd sit down to class and she'd echo the day that I'd been experienced and how the planets interacted and caused the problems I'd face. 
without me having to speak to her. Having an understanding of what was going on in the heavens, it makes things less personal and enables and gives people a chance to react differently. Majors, my sugar pot spell, it's ready. We can lift off, and I want your cup to overrunneth. Sugar pot spells are traditionally used to sweeten your life and bring joy. And who doesn't want more of that? I mean, I do. Subscribe to the link in the description, and you can be added. What are you waiting for? There's no time to lose. So, the full moon. It's a time to cleanse and to banish. You can clean your space physically and energetically. Crystals can be cleansed and charged under the full moon, and I clean my altar the next morning. Now, for most of history, moonlight was the only source of light at night, bar candles. Since the industrial age, our relationship to the heavens and the moon has diminished. I keep track of the moon with a moon planner that I also use to write down any messages received in meditation. And also my tarot cards. I pull one to symbolise the upcoming month and record it in my planner. This is something I've only started doing this year, but it's massively upgraded my practice. So for January, I pulled the Ace of Discs. And this card, it relates to like the start of new projects, are likely to be successful. It's a big influence card, and it marks the beginning of something new and important, and also indicates that I may be pulled towards environmental issues. And I carried on the month, and I forgot about it. But when I came to review that card a month later in February, I mean, I was pretty amazed. Um, because obviously I started this podcast in January and that was largely triggered to the Australian fires. I was a bit like, yo. So I would strongly advise that you do something similar. So keep track of the skies and where you, where you keep track of your skies, put in your meditation notes, your tarot poles, like whatever you feel is relevant. Build a little practice around this. And also I'd recommend taking note of your dreams and writing them down. A full moon esbat. So an esbat is a celebration of the moon, either full or new. And to celebrate it, first you could cast a circle and you would take time to purify your area. And you can do it with that sexy Greek ritual that I gave you last week, the Hekas Hekas Este Beloy one. I use that quite a lot and I actually really like that ritual. You're going to need a bowl of water and a candle for your altar. And it's traditionally a white one. It's a pillar style candle. You can decorate it with sigils or inscriptions, and you can put on your altar slow, like lunar symbols. So mirrors, silver ribbons, white crystals, you get the idea. Um, Selenite, as a side note, is a wonderful moon crystal to work with. So you want to turn to your altar, you hold your arms open wide, you tilt your head so your face is skyward, and say, Goddess of the moon, queen of the night, keeper of women's mysteries, mistress of the tides. You who are ever-changing and yet always constant, I ask that you guide me with your wisdom, help me grow with your knowledge, and hold me in your arms. And then you would light your candle, and you take a moment to reflect, and take note of any anything in your life that you're grateful for. And when you're ready, hold the bowl of water towards the sky and say, The moon is a symbol of the mother, and she watches over us day and night. She brings us the changing tide, the shifting night, the flow that changes women's bodies, and the passion of lovers to their beloved. Her wisdom is great and all-knowing, and we honour her tonight. 
Keep your watchful eyes upon us, great mother, until the cycle returns once more, and bring us to the next full moon in your love and light. And you would close it by showing gratitude, and you'd show gratitude towards your life and the energies that you've stirred. A banishing bath. So, with this idea of water and banishing, I think it's quite ideal to take a bath. You're submersed in water, and you're banishing dirt from your body. And you can take this further by adding salts like magnesium chloride to draw out impurities. And also use colours. Now, colours have a huge impact on our psychology. Advertising agencies carefully select colours to convey a message. And it's been found that installing blue streetlights has seen a reduction in crime rates and suicide wherever they illuminate. And for this, if you want to use the colours, you could use egg dye. And for the full moon, I'm actually thinking a black or a purple. Now, adding the following oils to a bath will help you with letting go of bad habits. So, the oils are clary sage, frankincense, lavender, lemongrass, and rosemary. Alternatively, you could add a strong infusion of eucalyptus tea to the bath for a similar effect. And while washing, you could chant... There is nothing within me that is not in line with my general well-being and happiness, or that can harm me by thought, word, or deed. And I got this from alchemy-arts.com. Also, burning black candles, a banishing colour, while you're in the bath would be a good shout, and you want to let them burn all the way down. You don't have to be in the bathtub for hours, do not worry. You can buy all sorts of candles that will burn for various amounts of time, depending on the size of them, and they usually say on them, the burn time on them. You could burn nettles and chicory while focusing your intent. That will help with banishing. And don't forget, it's not just people or circumstances you can banish. You can banish fear, thought patterns, debt, illness. The list is endless. Like, for example, ground cloves. If you burn those, that's going to help with banishing gossip about you. Now, the next one is a powerful blend of herbs for banishing evil entities. And I would actually do them whilst you're doing the banishing bath. So in equal parts, you want to grind together a saffetida, bay laurel leaves, galbanum, olive leaves, rue, St. John's wort, salt and sulphur. Burning beeswax candles is also said to repel evil, um, but just make sure that your beeswax is ethical and doesn't inflict harm on the colony. I'm going to start sourcing beeswax candles from hives that have been abandoned. For an extra kick, you could anoint your candles with oils of benzoin and frankincense, and you would draw the oil... I always have to think about this from the base upwards away from you i write down anything that has been bothering me or affecting me in some way around the full moon i work with hecate which is a moon goddess and i offer this negative list that i've been creating she's partly an underworld goddess and she can assist with taking these feelings away so traditionally she was honored on the new moons but i offer these negative feelings on a full moon when the impact is amplified with this banishing energy that's around. I read it out and then burn it, and the next day I have to say I, I do feel better. Um, every time this works for me, and fair enough, it's only small things that I ask to be banished, but you could try it with bigger things and see how your perspective shifts. It's a small and easy ritual, but honestly, do not underestimate its power. I really recommend this if you're starting out. Drawing down the moon. Now this ritual is intended to alter your consciousness, so don't get too scared if you feel a bit different. And I've gotten it from Patty Wigington. So you begin by standing at your altar with your arms crossed over your chest and feet together, face towards the full moon, and say, Goddess of the moon, you have been known by many names in many lands in many times. You are universal and constant. 
In the dark of the night you shine down upon us and bathe us in your light and love. I ask you, O Divine One, to honour me by joining with me and allowing me to feel your presence within my heart. And then you would move your feet shoulder width apart and raise your arms up and welcome the goddess in. And you would say, I am the mother of all life, the one who watches over all. I am the wind in the sky, the spark in the fire, the seedling in the earth, the water in the river. I am the river which all things spring forth. Honour me within your heart. Remember that acts of love and pleasure are my rituals and that there is beauty in all things. Honour me this night of the full moon. I have been with you since the moment you were created and will remain with you always. Let there be beauty and strength, wisdom and honour, humility and courage within you. If you need me, call upon me and I shall come to you, for I am everywhere, always. Honour me as you seek knowledge. I am the maiden, the mother and the crone, and I live within you. And when you are ready, you would conclude with, I look down upon the sands of the desert, I crash the tides upon the shore, I shine on the mighty trees of the forests, and watch with joy as life continues every cycle. Be true to me, honouring that which I have created, and I shall be true to you in return. With harm to none, so it shall be. And you'd want to take a few moments to stand and bask in a glow. You want to meditate on what you've just experienced. And once you feel that this energy has subsided, lower your arms and proceed with the ceremony. Full moon purification prayer. So I actually stumbled this over Instagram on an account called Myra Moon, and I absolutely love it. And it goes, I release the unforgivable, the fear that holds me back from accomplishing my goals, the emotional pain I carry every day that prevents my heart from feeling loved, the karma and the trauma I carry from past lifetimes, all resentments and negative thoughts I hold towards others, my self-sabotaging beliefs, blockages preventing the divine connection with my higher self. With the passing of this powerful, energetic full moon, my life is renewed. I am purified. I am free from stagnation. I am able to love unconditionally. I am grateful for this new day. And you could burn this incense mix while saying this prayer, and it is three parts frankincense, two parts benzoin, one part myrrh. And this is from our mate Judica Rills. <laughs> She's back, witches. 5,000 spells. Quote, this formula allegedly removes spiritual debris, invites beneficial spirits, and offers protection and blessings. A moon garden. I really like the idea of this. See what you think. I came across it in this book called Dark Moon Magic by Keridwin Greenleaf. And it has a section suggesting flowers to plant that bloom with the moon cycles and also in the full moon, which I love the idea of. A lot of moon rituals call for you to be outside anyway, and sky clad, which means naked, if you fancy. Chilly. Combine this with your garden, the rituals that is, that you have cultivated with the timings on the moon, and you have a pretty powerful backdrop to work with. Now, the plants include moonflower, which is like a trumpet-like, lemon-smelling white flower, pale and pink evening primrose that blooms at dusk, night flocks shaped like snowflakes, they also bloom at dusk. You could grow a mixture of black and white calla lilies with their narrow funnel shapes. They would look pretty eerie in the moonlight glow. Night gladiolus smells strongest at night and it has spicy notes. Dusty millers would catch the moonlight beautifully with their dusty silver foliage. 
mugwort with its silvery green leaves would be a great addition too. Black Mondo grass is truly exceptional in colour, and if you combine that with golden baby tears, it would really bring out its depth. Andean silver sage has silvery leaves, with the black flowers producing a potent scent of black currants. Carochia contenesta, it may look dead, with grey leaves on black stems, but draped in the moonlight it will look otherworldly, especially with its five-pointed white flowers. If you have a garden or even some sort of outdoor space, experiment with it and see what you can come up with, because I think this could be a very powerful space to conduct your work. And guys, that is what I have for this week. I want to say thank you for listening. You can find me on the Instagram at the Majors Well, and it's the same for Twitter. Come and say hey. The email account for the podcast is themajorswell at gmail.com. Get in touch with any questions, stories, or experiences. I really would love to hear from you. If you want to support the show, I've left my Patreon link in the description. You can subscribe to my Sugarpot spell. The address is patreon.com slash themajorswell. If you wish to support the show but you're not able to, financially wise, then that's fine. There's no pressure. Tell your friends about the show or leave a five-star review. I've left the link in the episode description. This really helps the show get discovered, guys. Please help out in whatever way you can. I don't have sponsorship and I am an independent podcaster. A big thank you to Corral St. Clair for the podcast artwork. And I want to leave you with another poem. And it's called The Moon and the Yew Tree by Sylvia Plath. This is the light of the mind, cold and planetary. The trees of the mind are black. The light is blue. The grasses unload their griefs on my feet as if I were God, prickling my ankles and murmuring of their humility. Fumy, spirituous mists inhabit this place. Separated from my house by a row of headstones, I simply cannot see where there is to get to. The moon is no door. It is a face in its own right, white as a knuckle and terribly upset. It drags the sea after it like a dark rhyme. It is quiet, with the agape of complete despair. I live here. Twice on Sunday the bells startle the sky, eight great tongues affirming the resurrection. At the end they soberly bong out their names. The yew tree points up, it has a gothic shape. The eyes lift after it and find the moon. The moon is my mother. She is not sweet like Mary. Her blue garments on loose small bats and owls. How I would like to believe in tenderness. The face of the effigy. Gentle by candles. Bending on me in particular. Its mild eyes. I have fallen a long way. Clouds are flowering. Blue and mystical over the face of the stars. Inside the church, the saints will all be blue, floating on their delicate feet over the cold pews, their hands and faces stiff with holiness. The moon sees nothing of this. She is bold and wild, and the message of the yew tree is blackness, blackness and silence. Peace out, witches. Stay safe, stay kind, and stay grounded.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.